selling a little, cha-ching, or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the final real life store stage, all the way down to did we just hit a million dollars. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS systems, whatever and wherever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout at 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash human two that's all lowercase you're going to go to shopify.com slash human two now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash human two Hello and welcome to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human Too. You guys, I'm so excited. We have Raphael here with us. If you aren't new, Raphael is me husband. I claim him. Me husband. Not on my taxes, but I claim him everywhere else. I'm just playing. Um, and if, again, if you're new, this is a whole new, actually, even if you're old and you've been here around the block with us for quite some time, one, thank you. And two, we are launching a new series. So something that Raphael and I always get, um, we're just the couple that people come to with problems, questions, stories, and they always ask us advice. A lot of people are always like, um, I don't know, they just, they, I feel like we're just that couple, which is so funny because yeah, I'm like, are you guys sure? Like, do you know that <laughs> we're the cookie? Like, you guys, we need our own therapy. Like, we need to go to marriage counseling. The fact that you guys ask us questions. I'm just kidding. But Raphael and I have both lived such different lives, but we've also been through so many things. And I think it's it's wild because when you live life, you don't um, like there's so many days in your life that you've lived that I have no idea what's happened, yeah. what, what you yeah. went through and vice versa. And it's a beautiful part because there was so much that we went through that. Well, not even in, in a beautiful way, but in a really sad way, there's been a lot that we've gone through in our lifetime that a lot of people don't know about. And the further along we get, um, we'll start to share stuff and yeah. along those lines. But it does, something that Raphael and I both have is a character trait of growth instead of consumption. So what, what I mean by that is when we go through something, we're like, how are we going to grow from this? hardship how are we going to grow through this experience and make it a lesson not a waste of time um and how are we going to make sure we never go through those again um or if we loved the experience how do we continue on with those experiences and i feel like a lot of people i won't say a lot of people but there are there are people out there that let their traumas their hardships consume them and that's not yours my mindset we're very much like, okay, that sucks. Yeah, we can feel the feelings on it, but yeah. let's get back to track and figure out like, 
yes, we had a bump in the road, but we're not going to let that bump in the road become a tree in the road that we can't get around. So perspective for sure. Yeah. Positive mindset. I know that sounds crazy, but I really truly believe that mindset is everything. Um, and you're very good at that too, of like, let's stay again, let's feel our feelings, but let's get back on track mindset wise, goal wise. Um, so I'm so excited to be here. Can we just pause real quick? Sorry. I know I took over. Okay. Had to get that out. I didn't get a chance to. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I think I'm good now. Are you wearing a ring? I am wearing my ring okay, and I'm wearing socks Rafael's as well. Rafael's the husband that consistently forgets his ring. And I was like, mm. how do we give advice as a married couple and you don't have your ring on? But I'm proud of you. I'm but I have my socks on as well too. So you question yeah. if I had on socks. Mm-hmm. So. A quick little update. So just because I haven't had him on this year yet. Yes, 2024. I'm excited. Yeah, we closed Let's out go, 2023 baby. with a bang. We have had a lot of life changes the last few yes, years that we've yes. maneuvered through. Um, we've argued a lot the last year just through growth and with my career change and not only my career change, but my career change was a whole lifestyle change. It was a whole, yeah, everything changed. Agree so, to disagree. How about that? Yeah. We've had a lot of moments where, um, we're just honestly really ready. And if you follow me on social media, as you've heard and seen that we are moving, um, and that's something we came to as a couple, we decided, We've been through so much and it just felt like it was a consistent, something was happening. Someone was coming to us. There was a problem each and every day. And it was like, as fine, when we finally like calmed down a fire, another one would arise and Raphael doesn't have any family here. And so he's like, it's nice. He's like, yes, I miss my family and I love my family, but he's like, it's nice because it's allowed me to figure out what I want in this lifetime and be who I want to be in this lifetime without having to deal with stresses from a family and it's not a bad thing to have family stressors but mine has just been a consistent it was more like we were getting shit on more by family than we were there's pros and cons to every family correct i, I was just about to yeah. jump into that you're absolutely right i but think mine that, was becoming too much right and I, and I also think that we also have to understand like you said each family has problems so let's just put that out on the table nobody's family's perfect however what we always talk about is one enabling and two, making sure that we hold each other accountable. So, um, again, every family has its issues. And so it's not just, Oh, your family, blah, blah, blah. It's never that. It's the fact of how do people look in the mirror? How do other people hold the other people accountable? And when that doesn't happen, I mean, it's just a continuous snowball. So yeah, we're big advocates in, um, we always say that if multiple people are telling you something, it's it's got to be a time when you look in the mirror. And I feel like both of us have looked in the mirror many, many times throughout a couple different scenarios that have happened over the last year to two years. And both of us continue to look in the mirror and say like, yes, we could use some tweaks here, but we yeah. truly feel grounded in the actions, our choices, our boundaries, our communication. So at that point it is, all right, it's, if it's not a me problem and it's not even necessarily that it's not a me problem, but it's something that I feel good about the person I am, that might just mean that it's time to break away until other people can do the same. Um, and going back into accountability, I just feel like a lot of my family struggles with accountability. It was not something that I grew up learning. I think you kind of taught yourself that in your later years of life and now we're learning it together. And it's just, it's frustrating when you feel like you're in a constant cycle of trying to speak to people and being like, Hey, like nobody's right or wrong, 
but like we're just trying to like get to an even playing field so we can start building and um it's hard it's hard talking to a brick wall that thinks that they can do no wrong and um or if you're trying to make change yourself and you're taking those steps and other people aren't you start to see things a lot differently yeah and then you also start to look at your own energy yeah. So, I've been getting annoyed. I've been getting annoyed because oh, I'm like, I to the good life, used to baby. be like the biggest welcome bitch. The like I would just be like, fuck you and your opinion's wrong. I don't care. Bye. But it was like, I took a lot of time to work on myself. And I'm like, you guys, if I can do that, anybody can, because my mindset was so like, I was this perfect little person who could do no wrong. And if you didn't agree with me, like you're wrong and you're an idiot. But the fact that I've been able to do a 180 and other people can't, I'm looking at like, well, you can. You just choose not to. And if you choose not to, then I choose not to have this relationship until you can evolve. And maybe you never do. And that's okay. I can love you from afar and I'll miss you forever, but that's okay. So I wanted to talk about that because the episode this week that we're filming now will be coming out on Thursday. And that's actually a day we're leaving for Atlanta. Rafael yes. and I have decided, um, we made a list of a couple places that we wanted to check out. We had some business going on in Atlanta anyways. So we're going to look at some homes out there. It's going to be so like fun. Oh my yeah. gosh. Please follow along. Be watching. I'm telling you right now, I'm looking for Soldier Boy. When I come to Atlanta, I'm looking Soldier for Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, I've been Oh. Watch me lean in. Watch me. Yeah, I want to do the Superman. Okay. I'm just letting you know now. Okay. Right. I will say I will miss El Taquito probably the most in Minnesota. Oh my goodness. And Red Rabbit. Those are he two. He can ship it to us. They both can. Yeah, I'll be sad. But follow along on our journeys there. We're checking out a couple different places. We're hitting New York. We're hitting Dallas. We're possibly thinking about Tennessee, Atlanta. Um, We were both from Florida, so I know a lot of people put Florida on the list. Like I opened a TikTok up, and a lot of people are saying Florida. But since we both were raised there. um, Love Florida. Shout out to Florida. We love it, but we just don't want to do it again. So anyways, this segment is going to be a monthly segment where – once a month, I will have Raphael on. We don't even know what we're going to call it yet. Oh, my gosh. You get me for once a month. <laughs> with the Washingtons. With the Washingtons. Um, Hold the so S. I'm excited. You guys can either call in or email in. If yeah. you are wondering where the phone number is or where the email is, it is over on Human 2's Instagram page. Um, and it's pinned at the top of how to connect with us. Each month, we'll have a different topic. So this month... Um, based on exactly what I was just saying over the last year to two years, we have been having to let go, me specifically, have been having to let go of a lot of people I love. And it's very hard because you you always hear the saying of like married couples say, love isn't all of that it is. Love isn't enough. And love isn't enough is such a powerful saying that I feel like not enough people listen to and really resonate with. And I really hope you take this episode with Love is not enough. So wow. you can love somebody, but it's not enough. It has to be mutual respect. It has to be mutual communication. There has to be mutual love. I mean, I could love Raphael with my entire heart and soul, but if he doesn't love me back in that way, the relationship just won't work. So I think so many, and I think a lot of relationships, one person, and not and I, and when I say relationship and when Raphael says relationship within this episode, we don't necessarily mean marital. We don't mean right. We mean like relationship between friendships, relationships between family ships, relationships between coworkers. Like any relationship cannot work yeah. without communication, without respect, without love. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things that go into it, but those are really our top three. Is you have to know how to communicate. They always say every marriage 
and every relationship is based on communication. Yeah. Um, but communication and respect, I feel like go hand in hand. And then obviously love is a, is a factor of like, you want to love the person that you're with and, or love the people in your circle. So yeah. we opened it up to a couple of you guys explaining, and you guys know that the whole, um, and I, this episode's going to be a little long just cause I'm kind of explaining the background of, so in the future, the segments, we can just dive right in. Yeah. So my biggest motto is we never go through anything in this lifetime alone. For example, me sitting in the seat that I'm in and Raphael sitting in the seat that he's in. Uh, yes, I've lost my father. And I always use that example because it's a very good one. I've lost my father. Raphael has not. But that does not mean just because it's just the two of us in this room. Yeah, I might be alone in that scenario in this room alone. But how many rooms across the world have millions and millions of people that have lost their father? So right there, we always say, you're not alone. And that's why we wanted to start this segment of there's going to be so many stories that you guys tell us or experiences that you guys have and you share with us. Well, we might not relate, but somebody else out there is listening. And that's what I've always wanted Human 2 to be was a safe space for everybody and anybody, no matter what experience you've gone through. Yes. I've said it many yes. times. I'm not a mother. I've never given birth. I don't know what postpartum is like. I don't know what motherhood's like. I don't know what pregnancy's like, but that doesn't mean that there's not, again, millions of women out there. So we're, we're wanting to figure out how to tie you guys in to get more experiences, but then also we can give some advice. We can give some experiences as well. We can share some feedback. We can just shut up and say nothing and just let the story be its own story and just let the listeners have their own relations. So, and also be able to learn. Yeah. So it's I mean, a mix I, I of like, I truly feel like we're going to learn a lot. Yeah. A mix of advice, a mix of just storytelling, a mix yes. of sadness, a mix of laughter, a mix of whatever the case may be. So this week's Human topic, emotion. Yeah. yeah, this week's topic is walking away from a loved one. And it's again, been something that's very prevalent in our life now. I don't know what next month's topic will be, but that was this one. So do you want to dig in? Do we want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the first one I have, and all of these, we're going to try to remain as anonymous as possible. So if I um, skip a name, I'll probably try to skip some names. Um, and then also for the future, if you ever send us an email, you do have the possibility of being featured. So if there's anything in there that you're like, oh shit, this is so particular that if somebody else might be out there listening, that might be angry about it. Just know that you do have the option or the possibility of being shared. So just be conscientious of that. Yeah. And then also be conscientious of sharing names with us. Maybe change out the name or blank. Just don't say names, say he, she, whatever the case may be. Okay. Somebody sent in and it says, I started dating a guy at 19 who was two and a half years older than me. We stayed together for four and a half years and shared a daughter together after three years of dating. Even before our daughter was born, he was very narcissistic anytime we would get into an argument. He would ignore my phone calls or texts, and sometimes it could go on for days. I was young, so I thought like everyone else, he would change, but of course he didn't. Once I was pregnant with our daughter, he told me I ruined his life because he didn't want a kid young, and I should have gotten an abortion. After she was born, we got our own apartment, which was a terrible idea because I basically live with my daughter and the walls since and the walls since he never acknowledged me. So after being broken up, he had a new girl moved in with her, three kids and selling a little cha-ching or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the final real life store stage 
all the way down to did we just hit a million dollars shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS systems, whatever and wherever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout at 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash human2. That's all lowercase. You're going to go to shopify.com slash human2 now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash human2. She tried to talk to my lawyer about what my ex should pay. Oh, so like the the new girlfriend was talking about child support? Interesting. To the lawyer? He ended up marrying this girl after like five months and they tried so hard for me to get little to no money for my daughter. But because of COVID, the courts shut down. So we just never went. Fast forward to June 2020. He was already broken up with his new wife and tried to get back with me, which Mm. I absolutely said no. Mm. Then because of COVID and him being alone all the time, he ended up committing suicide. For a while, I ended, I blamed myself because I didn't go back, but I also knew I couldn't because it was the best for my daughter and I. Lastly, once services and all of that were done, the separated wife tried to ask for my daughter's social security number for for social security to be able to claim her as her own to get the money she should have received monthly. Huh? Thankfully, I wasn't stupid enough to give away my now daughter's... Thankfully, I wasn't stupid enough to give that away, and now my daughter gets money monthly because of her dad's death. It's been three years since he died, and my mind is at ease. I know that sounds horrible, that I don't have to ever deal with him and the awful things he would say to me. Now I'm 29 and married to the love of my life and pregnant with a little boy that we are expecting early March. One woof. What a storyline. What? Yes. I just want to say to anybody out there that has experienced a suicide within their circle, within their family, within a past, whatever the case may be, it's never your fault. Um, I know that's easier said than done, but when you're internalizing that stuff, you have to know. And especially in this case scenario, he sounds like he was just mentally in his own head struggling. Um, I wish he might, he would have gotten his own help on his own, but you can't force somebody to want a different life. You can't force somebody to want to put in work. Um, and I truly believe that you and your daughter are in the hands of the man that you were supposed to be with. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, congratulations on the little boy. That's exciting. A boy Very and exciting. a girl. Yeah. Um, and he also sounds like he really went and found himself a wild little catch after yeah. asking for the social security. That's but, weird. but also shout out to you for being able to be in a spot where you can sense that you've healed in and say, you know what, I, I understand that this is not on me. So um, I think that comes from a very healed heart mm-hmm. to be able to touch on that aspect. So um, that that couldn't have been easy. 
uh, but it sounds like you're in a much better spot right now. And uh, and to this new gentleman, shout out to him for for stepping up, knowing that you've been through this stuff, and I'm sure he's put his arms around you and uh, and and loved you. So, yeah. Also, I really think a big portion that I'm proud of as well. Hearing this is when he came back. Is you not going back oh, and allowing goodness. him yes. back in? Yes. Um, there was a reason that you said no and you trusted yourself and yeah. that's something right alone, uh, right there alone. Sh- you should be proud of, um, because a lot of people believe in second chances and I don't necessarily believe in second chances all the time. So, all right, this is a friendship breakup. So that's why I wanted to c- include this one because I feel like a lot of people, um, were, re- were putting in, um, family ones and or relationship ones. And I okay. wanted to include some friendship ones. I recently made the decision to walk away from my longtime best friend. Me and her were best friends since we were born. Our moms were friends since birth, so we have been basically inseparable. We went to the same elementary, middle, and high school. Though we went to different colleges, we spoke every single day when we were apart, and she was my maid of honor when I got married. I realize now that our friendship has been one-sided for far too long. She went through some hard shit, though. We bonded over both of our dads being alcoholics. She had an abusive partner, and she has suffered with eating disorders. I was there for her through every hardship, every heartbreak, every hardship, every heartbreak, every mental breakdown. Every day she was in treatment, flew across the country when her grandfather died. I was there for her every time. I slowly started to realize that she wasn't fully there for me, but I thought, I have my partner and my husband. I have a close family. She has it harder. I'm okay. She began to ditch me for guys she barely knew. I told myself I was being jealous and I should just get over it. She'd drive an hour from her home to see a boy that lived five minutes away from me, but she never had time to see me when she was here. She would ditch our plans and would make excuses, and I would just make excuses for her. She forgot to write her maid of honor speech. She bailed on me the night before my wedding. I'm not somebody that needs attention, but I wanted my friend. I wanted the friend that I grew up with, and she just wasn't the same. My body has the chills. It all stopped when I got pregnant. The pregnancy hormones did something to me and I could no longer put up with the bullshit. I told myself I would stop reaching out and once I did, she never reached out to me. Never checked on me, asked how I was doing, nothing. The only time she reached out to me was the day of my shower, which she never RSVP'd to. When she went, when she sent a Snapchat saying, ran 17 miles for you today, which was so random, but our favorite number in high school was 17. I had an extremely traumatic birth and my son suffered a brain injury and was in the NICU for some time. She checked in once and that was it. After being there for every time she went through and her not giving a single shit about me or my son, I was done. I knew that the friendship I had been dragging along for so many years was over. That friendship only benefited her and I was done putting in the effort and and respect I no longer was receiving in return. I know a friendship isn't always 50-50, but I'm not sure it ever was, and I don't think it was ever in favor of me. After working through it in therapy, I knew I made the right decision from walking away from her. I miss her so much, or at least who she was during the peak of our friendship. I miss when she cared about me, and I still get emotional when I think about the memories we have. My heart breaks every time someone asks me, what is she up to? And I have to respond with, I have no idea. But I know that that heartbreak is worth me knowing what my self-worth is and having to respect myself to make such a hard decision. Walking away from a former best friend was one of the hardest decisions I ever made, but it's been over a year now, and although it hurts, I know it was the right thing for me to do for my mental health. Thank you for allowing us us to have a space to vent. People come into our lives to teach us things. The ones who we walk away from taught us a hard lesson, and we're stronger for knowing our self-worth. Cheers. One, you are a very good writer. 
you guys are probably going to get sick of me with how many times I tell you guys about natural cycles, but that is truly how much I believe in them. I love them dearly. I've shared them on my personal Instagram, my podcast Instagram. I've shared them on the podcast. I've shared them on TikTok. I have shared it everywhere. I have talked to you guys so many times that my husband and I are not on a hormonal birth control and that we have chosen the option to track my ovulation on our own through natural cycles. So it's an app. It's absolutely phenomenal. I check it every morning. I There's multiple ways and it goes off of your temperature. We are trying to prevent a pregnancy. We are not trying to conceive the app is good for both but we are choosing the tracking our ovulation to not get pregnant there's multiple ways that you can track your temperatures because that's really what your your ovulation is going on and that's what they're tracking is they're wanting to see when you're ovulating so you know to either be abstaining from sex or to be having sex so you can conceive or not conceive i absolutely love it it's women founded the science behind it is absolutely insane there's more in the app too there's so much knowledge there The app is absolutely phenomenal. I've shared it with you guys so many times, again, because I truly believe in it. And I really hope you guys take the time to check it out, again, whether you're trying to conceive or not. And just like learn more about your body. It's so cool to know what goes on inside, especially as females. There's so many things that what we put in our body affects us. So to not have a hormone or birth control going in and us to just be able to naturally regulate my cycle and or like track my cycle is just absolutely phenomenal. It's really cool to me. We do have a current code with you guys. This is code Catherine at naturalcycles.com. This will get you 15% off your annual subscription and and also a free thermometer. So you can check your temperature every morning when you wake up. And again, that's naturalcycles.com. And the code is Catherine. This is sponsored by Natural Cycles, which I am fully on board for. I'm so excited to be able to share this with you guys. I do want to say Natural Cycles is only for 18 plus and it does not protect against STI. Okay, so let's dissect this. One, this is actually something my stepmom taught me when I was a young girl and I was struggling with friendships and such. And she had said, you have friends for seasons and for reasons. Sometimes the reason isn't for you, it's for them. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you are the friend that they need. So I just want to start by saying that. That's something that she said to me when I was young, and it's actually truly stuck with me, especially when you love a friend so deeply. Sometimes we weren't in their life, and they weren't in our life for us. Sometimes we were in their life for them. Yeah. And that's okay to know, too, to chuck it up and just say, she was here for a season, and I was here to be the reason. Um, And that's okay. I will say having the backbone to say enough is enough is okay setting your boundaries of saying you know what like i know i was a reason in your life and you were a season in mine that's okay um sounds like they had a trauma bond as well yeah and almost like a forced friendship not necessarily that it was forced as children But I always said, like, back in the day when you were in school, right, and you had 20 kids in your class, and you had one best girlfriend, but then you get out into the real world, and you get to start your own job, you go to places that you actually have hobbies, you pick up a pottery class, you say those same 20 people were in your adulthood life, you probably wouldn't pick a single one of them, even if it was your childhood best friend back in the day. The only reason you had those people is because it was forced within that classroom. So you picked the best options from what you had. That doesn't necessarily as a grown adult mean that you would choose them again. And that's Correct. okay. Yeah. They were there for a season and for a reason. And, the, and sometimes those seasons come to an end. 
Um, so sometimes I think that's another thing is we get so caught up in the mindset of, well, I've been friends with her for so long, yeah. but you guys were children. Yeah. You know, like you didn't really yeah, have, definitely. and it sounds like you guys were babies. Like you literally were just almost like cousins at that point. It really yeah. was no choice. It was just more like you guys were such bonded yep. through the traumas and the dramas. And you just built this love because it was yeah. what you knew. And it can be a forever love. But then we also have to take into the fact that humans evolve. We evolve our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, things of that nature. And so time goes on and some people, you know, you see, you know, I have a few friends that we've been friends for 20 something years. Right. And so like 18 to 20 years. And so I have other friends that, you know, that have we're not friends anymore. And again, which is fine. But again, we evolve and we grow and it's okay to grow in separate ways sometimes. And that happens though. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're able to realize that, um, I think it just does something for you and that person. I mean, you may see it quicker than they do. And then now you're the bad person. Um, but it also is reality. Again, you may have another friend that you're going to grow with until, you know, you get old. So, um, I don't know. That's just my little two cents on that. I feel as females too, it's, it's so different because female bonds versus male bonds, mm -hmm. they're just different. We've guys, talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. Guys and guys like Raphael had experiences around wedding planning and it was just like, they were just like, yep, cool. Show up here. Cool. Like whatever. And then females have this different relationship with a friend of like, we almost sometimes girlfriends are more soulmate than hu husbands or boyfriends or whatever the case may be, because we just bond on a different level. There's different, we relate and we understand like Raphael and I are not going to be the same person ever, but me and a girlfriend could, could bond way more over a lot more topics. And that just is what it is. There's platonic yeah. soulmates all day, every day. Yeah. But it does suck when you put in so much energy and effort into a person and they basically give you a big fuck you. Um, but again, who knows? I think at the end of the day, when you go to sleep at night, what she did to you is the heaviness she should live with. That's not something that should keep you up at night. You were a good friend to her. You were a confidant. You were a supporter. You were an encourager. You were there for her. And that's the lightness that should put you to sleep. Knowing Correct. you did everything Absolutely. in your power to help her take away her, like take away her heaviness. And, and that's all we can do in this lifetime. So absolutely. All right. Um, mm -hmm. We got a good amount of uh, yeah. submissions. So. Okay. Hi, Catherine Raphael. And this, this one looks like a family. Hi. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> hey. I've been a follower for a long time now and listen to the podcast regularly. Thank you so much. Shout we out truly to you. We appreciate you. We do. We definitely do. Um, when you ask for people to email about times they've walked away from people they loved, I knew I wanted to weigh in. In 2018, my stepdad had a short and difficult battle with cancer and ended up passing away in October, a few weeks before my 18th birthday. I hate these. My whole body. Goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Things went downhill fast, and my mom got into a very toxic relationship quickly after. 
She was hurting. I can tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. She did a lot of damage to her relationships with all four of her children, and I moved out a few months later in Bay because of how bad it was. Mm. Things were very rocky between her and my dad and honestly everyone else. I I didn't attend the holidays because it was difficult to be around, and I ended up moving to Indiana from Indiana to Washington with my boyfriend. It was difficult yet amazing. I am very close with all my siblings and my older sister has three kids herself that I adore. I was really painful. It was really painful to leave my grandparents, my siblings, my dad, and my nieces and my nephew, but it was still one of the best decisions I could have made for myself. We hated Indiana and specifically the winters we wanted to live somewhere beautiful. Preach. We ended up in the suburbs of Seattle and never want to leave. The people we love want to come see us often because of how amazing it is here. It's a perfect vacation spot that everyone has loved and wanted to continue returning to. A few months after we moved, my family came and visited for the first time, and that trip really patched things up between me, my mom, and my dad, and all my siblings. So again, it was the stepfather that passed. Okay. Things are better now, and sometimes that does make me miss home, but I love it here so much that I still don't want to leave. I don't regret moving, even on my hardest of days. This was the first time ever moving out of my hometown, and it does get really lonely, but the positives still outweigh any negatives by a long shot. I think you moving out of Minnesota will be an amazing change for you and Raphael. By the way, don't ever count out Seattle when looking for a place to live. Don't believe what they say when it rains all that much. The city isn't the best place to live. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to end it there because it was, uh, this is all about, she's selling Seattle to us, babe. We should maybe add it to our list. Right. <laughs> so this one is actually a positive one. And I love this because this was love talking it. about, it wasn't necessarily a specific person. It was as a whole, yeah. your hometown was something that you loved, but you had to walk away from. Yeah. And we've talked about that. We've left our hometown. We've left our whole families. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've started over from the ground up. This will be my fifth state. Yeah, this will be. Your this fifth be state you've fifth ever lived in, I've, wherever I've we go next. To, yeah, yeah. So I do, we've taught, I've had a couple episodes like moving out of your hometown and such along those lines. Oh, and yeah. I think that's a powerful message too. Sometimes it's not even that you don't love your friends or your family, but you're just not loving as a whole. You're not growing. You're not loving. You're not evolving. You're suffocating. And getting a new perspective is okay. I love that you love the new state you're in because that tells me, that you're meant to be there. God had a plan for you. The universe had a plan for you. Getting out was for I would agree. you. I would agree. If you were yeah. to have tried somewhere new and you were to say like Seattle's cool and all, but like the pros don't outweigh the cons and like I do really miss my family, that's okay to go get that life lesson too and to to really know what you want. So going home is never a bad thing. And I always tell people that all the time. If you have a pull to leave your hometown, you can always come back. Follow that pull because you have that pull for a reason. How many people are out there that are like, I'm never leaving my hometown. I love it so much. I love going to the same bar with my high school friends. I love being 10 minutes away from my parents. I lo- like that's for them. But if you're having that internal pull of like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to try something new. Follow that. Follow it. I really do believe that you have the desires on your plate because that's a future self telling you like, Hey, we're here. We're in Seattle. Like come, we wouldn't have picked Seattle. Like we wouldn't have put that on our list. But the fact that you and your boyfriend had that in your mind and you went and tested it out and you loved it. That's because that was for you. That was supposed to be in your path and you followed it. And I'm proud of you for that. And now you're going to live without that regret. Also, you may have stayed and, and have been in a spot where, you know, Oh, I wish I would have moved. I wish I would have. And, uh, and a lot of people, they actually say that there's several things people take to their dying bed, and that's one of them is regret. Regret. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's something that you definitely can cross off your list as far as that. Yeah. But. 
Um, okay. I physically didn't have to walk away from a loved one per se, but my loved one was taken me from me from this world unexpectedly just within the last month. That loved one was my beloved stepdad. His name was Joel, and he was more than a father to me. He was my best friend. I had previously walked away at times due to his alcohol addiction, but when I look back now, understanding it is as full disease. He left way too soon at the age of 53, leaving me 24. It has been three weeks, and I've recently seen your TikTok about looking for signs. I want to feel him and believe so badly, but I feel cold 24-7. Like a piece of my heart is missing, and I can't feel warm unless I feel his presence. How do you keep asking and seeing proof of the signs you are wanting? Can you go more in depth on how to feel them when with you, feel them with you more than just knowing they're in your heart? You've had this talk with one of your brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So one, I just want to start by saying, I I love that this is another incorporation because that a, a grief is any breakup, any Again, that's a friend breakup, family break. Any breakup is a death in us in per se. So I always say losing a friend, walking away from a family member, walking away from an ex-boyfriend, like that's all a different stage of grief. So, and you're like, that is grief. So this one is necessarily more the world chose it for you versus or God chose it for you, whatever you believe in. I yeah. always try to keep it very yeah. open there. Um, I do want to talk a little bit on it. So grief, you're so new to grief that your body hasn't even gone through motions and you're going to have 20, 40 more before you can even start to see Absolutely. signs and believe in signs. Absolutely. Right now, my biggest piece of advice for you is don't even be worrying about that. Be worrying about yourself. Be worrying about your mindset. Be worrying about... Um, getting your mind back to you just got to feel the emotions that you're going through three weeks in the fact that you're even emailing and asking these questions at three weeks is is insane to me for the simple fact that I was still in bed I didn't dead to the world like but you are getting them out though yes so I think right now what your main goal should be is just really focusing on getting through those things of grief you're going to have so many stages to go through you're still in probably denial you're still I don't even know the stages of grief anger sadness like yeah yeah um just let the emotions feel I did not start seeing signs from my dad for almost a year yeah, it took and it's a while. not that they weren't there it's just I wasn't mentally ready or looking correct um so I do want to do a full episode on this in the future so stay tuned there but right now I really just think that you should go through like the motions go through the memories sit and just really yes. feel the feelings yes. because if you are suppressing that by trying to move on and see him elsewhere um you're gonna deal with those bubbling emotions later on in the future and my biggest piece of and blessing that I was able to have in this lifetime is I was able to feel the emotions immediately I was and it wasn't that I was able it was that I allowed myself I didn't suppress them I really let them all out I was blessed enough to take the time off of work and granted I took an unpaid leave and that was very scary for us but I had the support to be able to do that so I know that that's not everybody's scenario but take the time to feel as much as possible now, again, because you don't want to suppress that and focus on seeing signs because you really, I think, I think seeing signs is because I've healed a lot. And I think I'm able to 
interpret them in not a sad way. And now, and again, because I healed a lot. So, and even now after a year has passed, we see the signs or it's particularly, you see the signs. And at the same time, on the other end, we've talked about this. It's almost a sense of like, sadly, like, did, Peace. did he exist though? You know, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that. Like, it almost feels like he didn't exist. Like all we have is these videos and pictures and memories and, and memories. So, I mean, you've, you've to this day, you have battled with that a bit, like the signs. And then you may, you know, revert to another trauma of like, man, it almost feels like he wasn't here. Like, cause he's not tangible right now. I can't yeah. touch him. I can't hug him. Um, so that also jumps around for you. And this is after, you know, a year and some change. So Mm-hmm. Um, take your time, like she said, feel the emotion and, uh, and the feelings and, and sit with them and embrace them. Mm-hmm. It's awesome that you were even able to write this and, and construct that. So, um, I also, again, this is an episode that I really want to do on its own. And, yes, um, yes. I wanted to touch on it a little bit, but I didn't want to get into this depth, but now here we are. They say time heals, right? That's a saying, but I don't necessarily believe that. And I'm going to get on a new level here. Time, you learn how to deal with emotions. Okay, we can we can say that. Yeah, like after five years of my dad's death, I'm going to be I'm going to be able to handle my sadness when it comes in different ways because I've been through it a trillion times at that point. But what I truly believe and whatever you believe in, I'm going to use the word God because that's what I'm going to use. But again, translate this, translate this however you believe. Yeah. I believe God heals. I believe the positive mindset heals. I believe I believe when you say God heals, like that really to me that means yes, time heals. But how many people have had a death of a loved one and it's 50 years down the oh, road yeah. and they're still miserable. They're we know still crabby ass like that. people. Yeah. They're horrible. Yeah. They have never put in the internal work of working through the emotions and working through the grief. Preach. And they're, fuck, 60 years down the road, 50 years down the road of losing a loved one. And they're a nasty, bitter human being that has nobody. Nobody wants to be around them. Nobody, because they didn't take the time, like the time has been there to, for them to heal, Correct. but they didn't put in the self-love. They didn't put in the self-work. They didn't put in the love with God or the universe or the positive thing, whatever you believe in. They didn't put in that time, that, that, um, internal work. So time didn't do shit for them other than make them even more bitter as a human being. Yeah. I believe that if you focus on managing your own mind and managing training your grief into again not consumption but growth and I know that sounds so fucked up because I truly believe that like losing my dad was obviously one of the worst things I've ever been through but I can't take it back it is never going to change this is reality so instead of me letting the grief consume me I was like okay how can I grow from this how can I help others how can I turn this massive hardship, massive heartbreak, massive trauma. Again, like the guy died in my arms. So like that shit's fucking horrible to think about. Excuse my language. But a lot of people, if they would have went through that, they would not have come out in the manner that I have. And I'm not sitting here tooting my own horn, but I really did put in a lot of time and energy to be like, to move past that trauma and to be like, that sucks. That's something that will, that memory and that image will go with me to the grave. But how can I make that trauma a lesson instead of it being a traumatic consume me? It's now a 
yeah, that sucks, but like, how can we move forward? So again, I think right now I really stress, um, putting in the efforts and, um, on yourself because you can only heal yourself. God, the universe, like you, that's, what's going to heal you. Time obviously is a factor, but it starts with really putting in a lot of work to yourself right now. Yeah. I don't know if I just rambled on and it made no sense, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to move on from that again. Um, I really want to get into this in the future. Yeah. Okay. That'd be awesome. This whole thing is a lifetime of a story, so I won't go into too much detail, but I grew up with a narcissist, abusive, bipolar father. I got kicked out all the time for doing nothing and then would get the cops called on me to go back home to my dad. It was all very messy. And at 16, I decided to move out of his house permanently and go live with my mom. About four years ago, my dad's side decided to try to convince me to get a relationship back with my dad and to just deal with how he is. And they would always say, that's just who he is and you have to be okay with that. And I wasn't okay with that. I wasn't okay with someone degrading me and honestly making my whole life such a mind fuck. Why does this mm. sound so relevant <laughs> to mine? Wow. So then I made the decision to set boundaries with them and they chose my dad over me and over my feelings. So meaning she set boundaries with their family. Yep. So I haven't really spoken to any of them since that big fight. Last week, my grandpa suddenly passed away and I have this guilt of I should have been around. Maybe if I didn't just walk away from all of that, I wouldn't feel so much guilt about my grandpa, but I set up boundaries for a reason. I have constantly remind myself that I recently started therapy and was diagnosed with PTSD and sensory issues. This past year, I have experienced paranoia of seeing my dad's places and eating problems, which caused a huge weight loss that I'm struggling to maintain. My dad has absolutely no idea. He doesn't feel like he ever did anything wrong, but I feel like my diagnosis and everything should prove that he did a number on me and my life. This whole story would obviously be a lot. I just wanted to put myself out there and share a little of my story. Thank you for having this platform to be able to hear people and give advice. Okay, this hits so close to home because I'm struggling with the same kind of relationship where the family is saying, well, they're just who they are and they do this, this, and this for you. So mm. just deal with it. And we've sat back and been like, no. No. Just because you do stuff for us, just because we understand why you are who you are, just because that is who you are, doesn't mean we have to accept it into our life. And if you're choosing to not look in the mirror and say, why do my children not want to have a relationship with me? That's on them. That's on them. I'm sorry to hear about your grandfather, but again, that is something that is out of your control. And when I sat with my therapist, I've had these control conversations because I'm like, do I just show up to the family functions and just say, fuck it, because I don't want to miss out on the family memories. Yep. And she yep. said, yeah, you definitely can. Like you can show up and be present, but you have to let go of that control. So she said, there's two different categories. You can have your hopes and your wishes and you have your facts, right? And the things that you can control. So for example, her advice was, say you do show up to the family Christmas. This is before we even knew we weren't invited slash got half-ass invited. So uh -huh. I was talking about like, what does Christmas look like in this scenario? And she said, okay, go in with your two categories. You cannot control other people's actions and their behaviors. That is a fact. That is out of your control. Correct. You can have hopes and wishes. So she said, when you walk in, you can have the hopes that everybody gets along and it's a great fucking day and everybody's hunky-dory and giving hugs at the end. But that's a hope and a wish and that's not facts and that's not reality. So just leave that in one category. If that happens, sure, that could cross over into facts. Like my hope that everyone gets along could become a factual reality. Sure. But I can't control that. She said, what you can control is one, deciding to go. Two, when you show up, what's your mood going to be like? 
How are other people going to act? And if, are you going to let their actions affect your mindset and set a goal for yourself that you can control? You can show up with a good attitude, not letting them, their actions or their jabs affect your mindset, just letting it roll off and then hugging everybody or hugging 10 people in the family. So those are actions that are real, they're factual, and they're in your control. So with this situation, you can't go back. That's a factual piece of information. You wish and you hope you could go back, but that's not gonna overlap. So now you have to focus on what are your hopes and your wishes for your future and what is the reality for the future and how can you grow from here? Boundaries are okay. And it clearly, with the, the family that you have, and not only that, I wanted to touch on where you had said you were diagnosed with issues from this I've been in a stage in my life and this wasn't even a family it was actually an ex-boyfriend who was and, and and I don't know right this is just my this is just my assumption I was down at the Mayo Clinic and I've touched on this a couple of different times I've had doctors look at me and say based on your labs but seeing you in person I would not have ever thought you were the patient based right. on your lab work like right. and it was so unexplainable and they, they thought like there were so many different things. I've had a doctor tell me I need to write a will. I need to do a healthcare directive, all the shit. But they're like, we don't know what the fuck is going on. And a lot of it, they kept asking me, is it your lifestyle? What does your life look like? What are you doing in your life? And at that point in my life, all I was doing was drinking. All I was doing was consuming caffeine for my meals. I granted, I wasn't losing weight. I was actually con- like absorbing weight quickly due to my body was probably just holding on to as many calories as it f- possibly could. Cause I wasn't, my money was going straight to alcohol and Starbucks. Minimal sleep. No sleep. I would literally be out till two in the morning, back yeah. at work at 6am, still drunk. Um, and then not only that, but with a manipulative, narcissistic, abusive person. So my body was physically giving out on me because of the life that I was in. And when I look back now, it almost feels like that didn't even happen. And I don't really talk about it because it's like it was so unexplainable that it's like I don't even know what to say. And there were so many different doctors that were sitting here saying like, we're going to take a kidney like the by the time Mm -hmm. you're 30, you're dead. Like there were Mm -hmm. so many things where it was like I remember having to sign a piece of paper where they were like, we're going to quote unquote, diagnose you with what we think it is, but you can't use this and say, I'm diagnosed with this because they, it wasn't even like a hard diagnosis. It was so weird. And now looking back, like it's so mind boggling to me that physically our life can kill us. And it might not even be the drinking and the coffee. It's being with a narcissist. It's being with an abusive person. Your weight fluctuates, your mental, like Again, when I talk about positive mindset and positive thinking has truly changed my life, I'm not sitting here saying like, I'm like, oh, it's butterflies and rainbows all the yeah, fucking no. time. But it's more <laughs> like, I'm not going to let this consume me. I'm not going to let somebody in my family that's a piece of shit in my eyes, m- like b- make me back in a doctor's office with physical, mental and physical health issues. Like that's just, it's just not realistic anymore. I'm not yeah, going back to that. No. But understanding, I've read many books on, even Einstein said, and this was more about energies, and he was talking about there is just an unexplainable energy out there that scientists can never prove. And clearly, I'm very passionate about this topic because it's like, I beat the hell out of like, you guys, I can't explain it. The signs, I can't explain. Nobody can explain that. But to me, if that's what I need to shine some light and make sure that I feel good about what I'm doing and 
And yeah. it's just an energy you can't explain. So I truly want to say, and my piece of advice to you is if you are seeing physical issues within your body, you are physically ill, you're mentally ill, that is, and you're saying, okay, now I'm starting to relate, like now that I've pulled away and I'm feeling a little bit better and I'm starting to work through, your body, it's because you weren't listening to God, you weren't listening to the universe, you weren't listening to other things, your body is now like, bitch, be so fucking for real right now, we gotta get out. And now your body has gone into survival mode. Your body is shutting down on you. And if you're not going to listen to your body, I don't know what to tell you. Because I feel like that is the last resort. Is it's like your friends and family will start to tell you, Mm -hmm. your loved ones, the people who really truly care Mm -hmm. about you. I don't mean friends and family in the sense of just blood or relationship. It's the people who really want well for your well-being. Yeah. Um, if they're not listening to them, if you're not listening to your self-help books, if you're not listening to your therapist, if you're not listening to whatever me and Raphael, like and your body sitting here saying i can't i can't anymore i physically um, cannot done. withhold yeah. this you need to listen to that 1, i would hope percent. that you would start to listen to that and uh and know that your boundaries were set for a reason and two things one i couldn't have said it any better you absolutely nailed that and two you're hot i mean that was hot <laughs> Shut up. I know. Anyways, I really, you guys, I really truly believe that. Um, So hard. Like, and again, that's something that like I've been through, but I really don't talk about because I don't know. Or like even like the weight loss. I lost a shit ton of weight after my dad died. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't even right after. It Mm -mm. wasn't even necessarily the weight loss was because of his death. My weight loss started kicking in immediately when the stressors caught it wasn't like losing my dad was what made me plummet it was more like I physically couldn't eat I couldn't sleep I had zero appetite yeah Yeah. and it was like it wasn't even my dad's death that was taking me out it was the family dramas because I felt like I was getting consumed with loss and it wasn't even a death it was the loss of my brothers the loss of my stepmom the loss of the family that was close and present and really the family that I ever kind of knew because again my dad didn't really have much of his family and then there was the loss of now my grandma my grandma's still alive and I I was I've been forced cut off and where I mean by that is somebody that's got that somebody that has got her in her care has blocked the contact so it's like my grandmother's still out there living but I'm almost grieving her while she's alive like I was just going through so much that my body was physically like you have to set boundaries and so many people were online being like you look too skinny and blah 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 blah. how'd you some people were like you look great how'd you lose the weight and I'm sitting here like my body is physically quitting on me and then when my body started physically quitting my mental was really plummeting from there it was like because then I was starving and I didn't even know it I didn't feel hungry but my body was like craving nutrients, which then when your body's craving nutrients, your brain is craving the nutrients. There was just so much. So again, when I say boundaries were truly the utmost importance to my life, I really truly mean that. And that goes for friends, for family, for my husband, for my mom, for my dogs. Like, and again, I need to also respect other people's boundaries as well, because I understand that I'm not a perfect human being, one. And two, sometimes the way that I work and I'm proud of might not work for somebody else. And they might say, no, that actually hurts my feelings and my heart. And that's okay too. But you're able to set your boundaries. I'm able to set mine. How can we move forward so we can all live a happy, healthy life with or without each other? Yeah. So, damn, we just got deep. The radiator is about to kick on, so let's give it a sec. Okay. 
what timing are we at right now? 50 minutes. We're about to wrap it up. Should um, we do part two not another day? Actually, no, no part two. Yeah. This was the topic at yeah, hand. Yeah, that's true. So we went over a couple different things. We talked about um, friendship loss. We talked about parent loss. We talked about entire family loss. We yeah. talked about hometown loss. We talked about ex loss. What else? You, you hit them all. I feel like we hit a, go- a good amount of them. So yeah, yeah. we want to say thank you guys to everybody who reached out. To, Great submissions. Yeah, really Great good. We're really thankful for this. Um, yeah. And I hope that anything we said was able to relate to at least one of you. Um, Definitely. And uh, and sorry we couldn't get to them all, obviously. but I tried um, to pick a couple handful of things yeah, that definitely. touched on a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think we had some really good ones that... Like you said, they touched in different aspects. So Yeah. So I think that's gonna be it for our episode number one. Thanks episode for doing this. number one? For the in the book with the Washingtons. With the Washingtons or human talk? With the humans. I think you guys are gonna have to help us on what we want to name this segment. Yeah. We were yeah. trying to decide it before we got into it, but I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah. Clearly based on what just came out of his mouth. Correct. So if you are this far into this episode and you want to shoot us a DM over on Human Two, we would love that. Give us Please. some name options that you think we should name this. Shoot them through. Um, yeah. and then we'll probably post like the top ones that we liked and maybe do a vote or a poll. Yeah, from there. that'd be fun. Yeah. So this Get episode creative, will be you creators. This episode will be coming out on Thursday. We will be on a flight to Atlanta. Yes. So pray for our safe arrivals. We also, not we, but I have a couple of fun and exciting guests that are coming to the podcast that we are meeting up with in Atlanta, which I am very oh excited my about. Oh lordy, stay tuned. Yeah, we got a couple different fun ones. Um, what's a little hint that Was that, that a little, like, give? a little wink? Well, yeah, what's a hint that I could give? For people who are listening, Good morning. Stop talking. I can't. Um... What's the one that she went viral for? Uh-oh. Not too much of a hint. I think good morning might be enough. Good morning. Good morning. In, in ending with an N or ending good with morning. a G? Good morning. Well, if you stop talking and let me say it, you might be able to hear I it. I can't stop talking. Good morning. Say it again. Good morning. She just winked, everybody. If you guys... um. Get a little hinty hint out of that. We love you so much. Um, Thank you you. again for all your submissions. We will see you next week. And you will see them next month. Correct. Goodbye. Bye.